What's happening, financial coaches? It's Pete here. Hey, I want to talk to you today about time horizons and risk tolerance because these are things that come up a lot. And sometimes I think we kind of equate them, we kind of mesh them together. We don't necessarily prioritize one over the other, particularly. And what I want to talk about today is just kind of why I prioritize time horizon over risk tolerance for the most part. Now, that does not mean that we don't use time horizon as kind of our first cut and risk tolerance is an important piece of that. But I want to give you some examples of generally why time horizon for me trumps most of the other concerns, you know, when it comes to investment selection. So first of all, if you were to have a, someone and I've had people that say, hey, I've been saving up. I want to put a down payment on a car. Uh, when do you want to buy this car? I want to buy this car next year within the next 12 months. Well, what do we know about investments over 12 months? Nothing. In fact, I had a friend that worked for a large fund family and he would get the question all the time about where do you think the Dow is going to be at the end of the year? And he didn't have an answer because his fund family does not make predictions within a year because that is very much in the world of trading, short-term trading, and that is not really an investment uh, type of mindset. And so he doesn't even have, he, they don't even guess, right? And what I like about that is that uh, you really can't, and, and, I'll, and I'll, you know, I'm going to say, I'm not your investment advisor, but you really can't find you know, uh, most investments that match a one-year time horizon, right? Now, there are some things that uh, will help support that. Things like cash or maybe a one-year CD or maybe some fixed instruments or and, and those types of things, you know, cash equivalents. But, you know, if you're looking for something in the stock market or the mutual fund world for a one-year, you know, um, holding period, well, you're probably not going to find a lot of stuff that caters to that, you know, uh, a defined maturity, bond fund might, some of those types of things. But for most people, what we're going to do is we're just going to park that in cash. We're just going to try to collect some interest on it. Basically, what we don't want is the risk of losing it. We don't want to turn our $1,000 card de uh, deposit into a $600 card deposit. You know, we want the security um, that we know that that money is going to be there when we need it. And so time horizon here trumps in, uh, our risk tolerance, right? Because in many ways, we're not going to use any investments on that, right? Now, on the other hand, let's talk about the long-term perspective of things. And, um, you know, I've had some very young clients, you know, 22, 23, they're fresh out of college. They've never had a job. They don't have a lot of money to their name, but they are going to start setting up their 401k and they want to know, hey, what investments should I use? And they take a risk tolerance questionnaire. And for many reasons, they come out moderate. You know, they come out as a moderate investor. Uh, and that's a lot to do with kind of where they are in life, right? They're a little bit worried about the job security. They don't have a lot of money to fall back on. You know, there's a lot of things that might rein them in, you know, where the economy is, or maybe they had a tough time finding a job because, you know, jobs were pretty scarce. There's all sorts of things that might contribute to having a moderate investor mindset. But if this money is going into, say, their 401k or 403b or whatever it might be, right, the reality is most of these people cannot touch it until 59 and a half, until retirement age. They don't plan to anyway. And so they have a 30 plus year time horizon on this little bad boy. And so what is important? Should I... And I'm not saying that we will as a financial coach, but it's just things to think about, you know, as we're educating people on how these work and how they are thought about when you're selecting investments. But should I look at my risk tolerance and say, hey, I'm a moderate investor. I'm going to pick some moderate investments. I'm going to pick half equities and half bonds. So it's a nice even mix at age of 23. Well, probably not. Probably not, especially in retirement accounts, right? The reality is we know long-term what the markets generally do. And the more equities that you have long-term, the better off you'll be, you know, as 
as, as opposed to some low yielding things, right? And so if we look at what the stock market will generally return over a 30, 35 year period, then you can make some pretty good decisions about where you should be invested in. And so most young people should probably be invested aggressively because it doesn't really matter what happens this year or next year or the year after that. In fact, most um, of their assets in that account are not going to come until later in life, right? When their contributions get higher, when their uh, asset base is grown, right? So the fact that they're putting in $100 a paycheck or $50 a paycheck right now, it really doesn't matter what the market does. You know, and in fact, if the market stays depressed, it's probably good for them. But really, you know, after a few months, they may only have a few hundred dollars in that account. So uh, it's probably not very material. But to give them good growth, you know, to, to try to springboard them as much as possible, we would almost ignore the risk tolerance for them and say, what is driving this? Well, it's the time horizon. We, we know, we know historically what the markets have done. We know that you can't touch this money for 35 years. So knowing those things, regardless if you are aggressive on your risk tolerance or you know maybe conservative or moderately conservative, moderately aggressive, whatever it might be, those things probably aren't as relevant for us constructing that portfolio. And so I bring this up because a lot of times what uh, people will uh, end up doing, you know, some financial coaches, you know, maybe you're, you're trying to get into investments for the first time, you kind of have some cursory knowledge of how the market works. We rely on that investment tolerance questionnaire. There's a lot of free ones out there. Sometimes people take it. And what we'll see is that month to month, year to year, that can change a lot just because of maybe there's talk about recession in the news or maybe the market is super high and so everyone feels aggressive. It, it, there, there are all sorts of kind of minute current things that might affect people. And what we don't want to do is continue to make all these micro adjustments along the way. What we want to do is we want to have those assets and those investments aligned with our long-term goals or the goals of that particular account. And so what I see is a lot of people will say, hey, this is moderate. What you need to do is now you need to go to your 401k and make that moderate. You need to go to your savings account and make that moderate and your brokerage account and make that moderate. And that's really not particularly appropriate. And in a lot of ways, if you are pushing that, you know, that, that might uh, be construed as investment advice. And if they make those changes and then they find out, well, you know, oh, geez, I wasn't going to use that money for 25 more years. It should have been more aggressive. You don't want that on you. But what we can say is, listen, you know, yeah, you say you're moderate, but your investments are very aggressive. Uh, you're deep into retirement at this point. Maybe it's time to sit down with your investment advisor and just kind of revisit this. And there might be a lot of good reasons. You know, they may have a grand guard strategy in place where some of the assets are uh, aggressive because those are scheduled for 10, 15 years out for distribution, right? So there might be a lot of reasons for uh, a portfolio to look maybe different than the, the investment uh, risk tolerance questionnaire. But what it might be is an opportunity for us to say, hey, there looks like there might be a little bit of a mismatch. It might be worth going to your investment advisor, your, your professional in this space, and just having that conversation. And uh, you know that could be good value for people because maybe they haven't seen them in three years. Maybe they do need to make some tweaks. Maybe they don't, but they'll feel better after getting an explanation of why they are in what they are. So that's what I would like to say is that oftentimes for me, time horizon is overlooked and we, we, we fall back on the risk tolerance. But in most cases, the time horizon is really kind of the big driver of what people should have. So hopefully that helps. I'll see you later.